You are now listening to Ride With Me, the Flat Charity Podcast. Welcome to Ride With Me. Today is July 19, 2020, 8.28 a.m. This is episode 12, take two. <laughs> I say take two because yesterday's episode was chopped up and when I was trying to edit, there was a bunch of mistakes and little like cut. So I had to ask my buddy Eric to come back. Sorry, Eric. It's all right. <laughs> Let's start off with yesterday's conversation all over again. I met Eric at a fantasy football league that my uncle Roy has once a year. We do the uh, fantasy football. They, they go all out, man. I've never seen. I've never seen someone. I mean, I've done fantasy football leagues with other people, but it's just like, okay, pay me through Bevmo and okay, everybody draft at your own house and through your phone or your iPad or whatever. But then we go to Uncle Roy's house and they have, you know, magazines and freaking everyone has tablets and they have the board on the wall and they go all out man so ever since that i'm like nah i don't want to be on your league today i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna stay to this one a spread of food right I, yeah exactly so no i'm gonna stick around over here yeah. a couple weekends ago i had a call from from joseph which is uncle roy's son the same guy that threatened to bury me in the desert that he tells me that i should have you on he, hey you should have this guy on and we'll get to that why we should have you on so i was like all right man i don't care man i'll have anybody on i'll have anybody on that wants to give a positive message or their you know story or whatever right but i do like yours because it's going to take us back in time but before we get into all that good stuff let's get to know eric well i am from inglewood more or less that's where i grew up for the most part lifelong los angelino laker fan dodger fan Ain't much to it. I love L.A. So speaking of the Lakers, Kobe. God rest his soul. Dude, I can't believe it. I and couldn't his, believe and, it. I'm sorry. And everyone else that was on that helicopter. So. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You're right. Yeah. My, my bad. But yeah. no, you're right. No, you're yeah. right. Everyone that was on the helicopter is yeah. just it's horrible. Kobe, man, he's still missed by many. Yeah, I that, mean, that's one of those things where I'm going to remember where I was when I... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was in the backyard about to start chopping the, the, the grass and everything. And my wife tells me, hey, did you hear Kobe died? And I'm like, it, it doesn't click in. Yeah. So I, we whacked the grass. An hour later, I'm listening. Now I'm starting to get all the updates on iHeartRadio and Kobe yeah. died. And Kobe. now I'm sitting down. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So that sucks. I was out doing Uber and I got a notification from TMZ. Yeah. And when I'm usually driving and or when I'm getting a notification sometimes I'll just like brush it ignore it you're driving and I just pulled down looked and said, Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter I'm like what the hell yeah so I read the story and it's like yeah Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash in such I was like whoa yeah what the hell that sucks man fuck yeah first time we went to Oxnard after he passed away on our way back you can see the you can see the hillside where he where he passed yeah but anyways back to you bud yes, um, so LA all your life Laker fan <laughs> Anything else about what do you do for a living? Uh, I work security at a hotel. And it's, it's, sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's a drag. Is it the same hospital, the same hotel that uh, Joseph works at? Exactly. So he's yes. like, is he like an upper management? He was. He was. Oh, he was oh. my manager, but at one point, yeah. But I don't listen to people, so I didn't listen to him. <laughs> I listen to other dude we work with. Him. That was my manager, so. And Joseph will tell you that. Yeah, I'm sure he would. I wish he was here, man. We would have asked him about him trying to bury me in the desert. <laughs> and so kids wife 
Um, no kids, no wife. I should be married. You should. Yes, I was afraid. You were afraid? Yeah. It's not that bad, bro. They cook for you. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Babe, I'm playing. <laughs> Babe, fuck, I better watch what I'm saying. Babe, I'm playing. Well, she does cook for me. She's <laughs> technically a chef. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. She should have a, a restaurant or something where she her mother can cook. Like, she can... She she catered her aunt's whole wedding. Okay. By herself. Like, she did all the cooking for her aunt's wedding. So nice. That's, that's yeah. cool, man. And she is one hell of a cook. That's good. Yeah. So, no kids? No. What's up with that? <laughs> like I said, I didn't want to have kids until I got married. Okay. One. And also, like, she's the one I should have... Like, you met her. I met her. I met her Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the one I should have married. Okay. We'd still be married to this day if we had gotten married. Oh, okay. So, we broke up and we've remained friends friends but even though i do refer to her as my wife oh okay oh okay that's cool bro <laughs> yeah. that's cool no that's cool i mean if you can if you can end a relationship in a positive way or at least not as hectic as mine was right you're good you, you should be good we didn't but for some reason we always find ourselves back to each other oh okay yeah that's so, cool man yeah. Yeah, that's cool I mean, what, what works out works out at the end what do you call it what was i gonna ask I noticed in your car you have a like an Uber sticker. Mm-hmm. We went to go get donuts. Off <laughs> <laughs> for you, Officer Ricky. Donuts. You, so you do Uber on the side? Yeah. How's that? It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I've never had a problem with any of my passengers or anything like that. But as of because of COVID nineteen, I haven't been picking, picking people up. I've only been doing Uber Eats. Okay. Yeah, and it's the same money. Oh yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> so and I, no one's no random person is sitting in your car. Exactly. So that's I mean, cool. Yeah, I had no, I've had no problems with any people. Like whenever I pick people up, drop off all that stuff, never once had a problem, an issue. Okay. So, well, take that back. Except for one lady, and she was bothered because I was in this one place where it's a little difficult to figure your way around. Right. But other than that, nothing. Nobody a- threw up in my car. Nobody <laughs> took a dump in my car. <laughs> nobody tried to have sex in my car. No, no, nothing. I've never had a problem. That's cool. No shows yeah. in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. What what makes Eric Eric? I mean, yeah, I mean, I met you. My kids met you at the Super Bowl thing, and I mean, you, yeah. you cool guy. I mean, you're here, obviously you're here in my house. That's the one thing I I'm very cautious of who I bring into my house. Right. And you made the cut. Yeah. <laughs> you want to have any kind of crazy ass people around your kids? No, I try to be I try to be cautious. Yeah, exactly. But like again, um, I like right now they ask me who's coming back, Dad. I'm like Eric. You met him yet? You guys met him at the Super Bowl, and you guys saw him yesterday. Oh, okay. And, you know, when they yeah. say, uh, not that guy, then, sorry, but I gotta, yeah, we have, totally to re- understandable. we have to record from your house. Yeah. So what makes Eric, Eric? Some people will be surprised to find out that I'm an introvert. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Go for it. I'm one of those people <laughs> that I'm, I can stay in the house all day. Same here. Okay. I can just sit in the house all day. Same here. And I can go to a party and not talk to anybody. <laughs> I can just sit in the corner and observe. Really? Yeah. You're like the creeper guest. You could be the <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I was told that from last Friday after I was drunk. They're yeah. like, he was just sitting on the sofa with that glare look in his face. Like, hey, go to bed, dude. Go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> My wife was telling me that yesterday. They were talking about me. I'm like, oh, come on. It's, it sounds embarrassing. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. So you just and not antisocial, obviously, because you're here socializing, right? But, but just at a party. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can do that. I can I'm like that. There. I'm the same way sometimes. Yeah. Depending on the depending on whose party we're going to. Yeah, exactly. So it's like uh, I'll sit in the corner. <laughs> what got you into uh, uh, security? I've been 
every job I had up until this one was a driving job. Okay. Driving so, trucks, rigs? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, well, eventually I got there. So oh, I worked okay. at Super Shuttle, which rest in peace, for 10 years. There's a funny story with that. I got hired on my birthday. 10 years later, I got fired, uh, laid off on my birthday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They went to owner, operator, and lease drivers. Okay. And so they just got rid of us, like, at that time. So birthday, 1993, I get hired. Birthday, 2003. Hey, we're letting you guys go. 93? I'm 11. <laughs> I'm 11 at 93. Yeah, oh, bro. You see these gray hairs in this chair? <laughs> Dude, I'm catching up. Check this out. <laughs> you know? So I was driving trucks for about a year and then i got fired okay so my aunt goes to me like well you should you need a job where you could just go sit down and not do nothing <laughs> so i'm like and she was like oh well your cousin he works in security he works for such and such a company maybe you should go to apply and she also told me what how much he made and at the time he worked over on the west side and over there you can make a lot of money working security because it's like all these really like entertainment studios and they don't like their stuff getting out Okay. So they pay a little extra for their security. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, and he said all he did was just sat in like a booth and watched direct TV all day. <laughs> and got paid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. That's how I ended up in security. That's how you ended up in security. Yeah. All right. I do plan on going back to my career though. Which is driving? Yes. Dude, I, I mean, I, I, I'm just in the sales part of the, of what I do for, uh, you know, my company, mm-hmm. but the drivers can, they make. They make some cash, man. They yeah. they pay them nice. I mean, one was it New Year's Eve at eleven forty five. One of my drivers texts me layers, yeah. and I'm like, I I didn't get home till like twelve forty five. So I text mm-hmm. him back like, what does he mean the layers? In our company, layers just means that I write my orders where they they're perfectly layered on the pallet, right. so it's just easy for them to stack it. So because of layers. Mm-hmm. I helped him make a hundred thousand a year. Damn. For twenty nineteen. Damn. So those little extra cases, if I'm gonna send him seven, do send him to nine, send him to layer, you know? Damn, I it, it it adds up. <laughs> I could be doing that right now. It adds up, dude. Wow. And yeah, they're, they're they're he's very happy with me as a, as a salesman because he, you know, it helps um it helps his paycheck. I was yeah. like, layers, I'm like so we go to company picnics and they tell my wife, oh, this guy is amazing and, you know, he's yeah. awesome salesman. Yeah. My wife's like, I like hearing stuff like that. And, I mean, obviously it shows with my employee of the year. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. They do make money. Drivers do make money. Yeah. They try to convince me to try to do the same thing, but mm-hmm. I don't see myself driving a big car, dude. Yeah, because the company I went with, I did my training through them. Yeah. And they take you out to Arizona, put you in a hotel, and you do all your training with them, but you have to pay them back, which was like 3900 bucks. So every week when you would get paid, they were taking out their little cut. Oh, okay. So once I got fired, and I think, uh, how long did they do that for? About 13 months, I think it is, or something like that. So once I got fired, I still had to pay them back. So I'm having to write a check or send a money order or something to make sure I paid them back. Once a month. Yeah. I mean, it's worth it because now I have a commercial driver's license. So right. So now if I had stayed on, I would have had the experience to maybe come back home and let's say drive a bus or drive for bevmo i mean for your company yeah so or something like that and make a hundred thousand after the podcast after the episode after we're done recording i'll give you the link and Mm -hmm. just check it out once in a while and see if they have a driver opening because the company i work for does continue to take over more and more territories just in the past two years they took over 11 more territories wow 
when I tell people they should come work for our company, I don't say it because I work for them. Yeah. I say it because they're taking over they're the world. Rapidly. They're expanding big wow. time. Again, as of yes, as of Friday, we now have the rights to sell Smirnoffs in Guinness. Because yeah. we always sold was what you see behind you. Modelo, Corona, Pacific, all my repack, all my work stuff. Damn. That's all we sold. But as the company expands, yeah. now we have the rights to sell the Diageo portfolio, which is... Again, Smirnoff, wow. Guinness, you know, Smithwick, which is all the, like, I got beer in my car. I got like 12 six packs in my car. I have no use for them. <laughs> it's, it, it's company's growing, man. Damn. Company's growing. So, yeah, I'll give you the link after, after this so you can look it up. And there's ever, we have the closest warehouse to you because you live in LA. Uh, Bellflower. Mm, Close would, be, would be the Santa Fe, the Santa Fe oh. office, which is in Santa Fe Springs. Yeah. So, I'll give you that link. But, um, you know, you seem like a positive guy. What makes you, um, you know, positive guy, man? I, 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 being an introvert or being an Aries, if you're into astrology, I have a tendency to be a little bit moody. <laughs> so one day... Super I Bowl, be, you were pretty chatty, bro. So you weren't moody on Super Bowl. Uh, that's because that's my Niners. And that's right. I was looking for them to win. That's right. For y'all that don't know, he's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, my bad. He, he, you can feel sorry for him. You know, oh, Jerry continues to find ways to mess that up. Oh yeah, I can. I have a tendency to be a little bit moody, so I can be quiet one minute, and then the next minute you can't shut me up. <laughs> or I can be happy one minute, and the next minute I can be just in a bad mood. Yeah, a little kind of like a bipolar in a, in a in a sense. Yeah. So, but I've learned to. I've grown out of that. Yeah. And to think more positively and be more positive. And it took a long time to get there. Just believe me. Dude, exactly. Just nine years ago, I was homeless. Yeah. And that's at 20, I believe it was 2010, 2011, when I finally said enough. And I'm going to cut out all negativity from my life. Right. And that was, and you know, my mom was one of them. The mother of my kids was number two. And then just negative friends that you don't know. Like, like again, back to almost being homeless, I had a buddy of mine that would put a bed in his kitchen yeah. so I can stay in his kitchen. So there is good people out there. At the moment, I was just focusing on on all the bad people, all the negative people. Right. I had a, a buddy of mine that would drive to Oxnard just to check on me. Damn. You know, just to make sure that I was okay because I was going through some horrible times. So I cut off negativity and just little by little. I, I at one point I lost everything again going to being homeless. Yeah. Little by little, the moment I started cutting off negativity, little by little I got a job. Then I wasn't walking anymore. I was able to re ride the bus, and then from riding the bus, I was able to buy a bike, rode the bike. Then after that, I bought my little <laughs> '95 Honda Civic that didn't work, but I bought it that way. Damn. But my buddy Frank helped me Fix rebuild it. the engine or the transmission, whatever he had to do to make it run again. Wow. So then I have my little Honda Civic. Yeah. They called it uh who called it a Christine or something like that? Is it a horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> they called it an old boss called it Christine. And that's how messed up the little car was. But it took it did what it had to do. Right. It purpose from, from A to B. Work. Exactly. Again, little by little, got my license back, got my apartment, got an apartment, got, you know, back you know, back on my feet. Right. And it all started with eliminating negativity. Right. We go back to you know, seeing the way that you see things now in positive ways and there's no need to hold grudges and, right. the, you know, the 
you know, and back to the mother of my kids, she can, you know, run her mouth to this day and tell the kids horrible things about me where I have to explain myself to my kids now. Yeah. And the old me would have gotten out of the car or gone over there and blown up her phone or whatever and be like, what the hell, man? And just cuss her out over the phone. Right. The new me won't do that. And it, and it kills me. So sometimes I got to tell my daughter, Miha, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. I don't. It's just it pisses me off. And I can't call her to tell her off because not only is she going to give me a hard time when you get home, she's going to give you a hard time for telling me anything. Right. Yes. Eliminating negativity is a positive thing, man. It it does. It mm. changes everything. Again, going from being homeless to I don't own the house, but, but you have it's, a house. it's a nice house. Yeah, very nice size house. You know, now I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. You know, Uncle Roy back to, you know, Uncle Roy is the one that said, hey, you know, you've had this life. Why don't you talk about it? Hmm. You know, and last night we were watching Joe Dirt because yeah. my buddy kind of referenced my idea of the podcast as the Joe Dirt story. And we're la- we're laughing at the movie, man. We're like, and I was like, but I'm not, that's, they're making fun of him. Yeah. People are laughing with me. That's right. the difference. I've never seen it. Uh, Joe Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Dude. David Spade. Yeah. It's funny. So again, you know, just eliminating negativity. It's the key, man. Yeah. Little by little, you get everything back. Again, didn't have my license. I got my license. Didn't have my car. I got a car. You know? Yeah. I've even squashed things with my brother. Right. You heard episode 10, right? Yeah. I've squashed things with my brother, and I told him, if I can have a conversation with the mother of my kids for the, you know, about the kids mm-hmm. peacefully, then I should be able to have that same conversation with you, who you are my blood. Right. You know, and we hugged it out. You know, you know, hey, you actually did me a favor. Your guys' marriage. I... I Thank them. I'm like, your guys' marriage helped me get custody of my kids. So I thank you. Wow. The funny thing about that is that my little one didn't understand why his mom's ex-husband was at my mom's house. He didn't He didn't know. Yeah. He just like, what's going on? And why is my dad hugging this guy? Yeah. You know? We had to explain to him that that was my brother. His response was priceless. He was like, ew. That's disgusting. Right. Yeah. So that's one thing I never want to put my kids through again. Something like that, where they have to say that that's disgusting. Or so she broke up with you and her broke up, and then she got with your brother. Your brother and her. No, she, she cheated you. on me with my brother. Wow. Years later, they bumped into each other again, and they got married. She's her words. She only did it to piss me off. That action gave me custody of the kids. Yeah. You got, you Speechless. Got, <laughs> You're just shaking your head, but you people it. can't see shaking your head. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 something to process. Like what yeah. kind of what kind of childhood did this poor woman have? I, again, different conversation. She needs to learn how to uh, remove negativity from her soul yeah. so that she can become a better person. Yeah, there's a comic on Instagram and he has a hashtag who raised you. Yeah. So I would just look at her and be like, Who raised you? Like so that's why I wanted my kids away. I, I yeah. noticed that I noticed that my kids were being brought up similar ways to how I was brought up. Yeah. So I was going to court, going to court, and the only thing that helped me was their marriage. And in a very pricey lawyer and a very pricey private investigator, Ian Tossing, you the man. <laughs> He's a good guy, man. He's it was on worth episode. It though. He was epi- yeah. He was worth well worth. It. He's on episode nine. If you want to catch up to that one. So mm-hmm. now. To why we're here, I get a call, or why you're here, I get a call from from Joseph stating that 
you actually lived through the Ronnie King riots. Yeah. I'm yes. Googling. I'm, I tell my wife, my wife asks me, hey, why, why is Eric coming over on the podcast? And I said, well, he lived through the Ronnie King riots. The look on her face was like, uh, who's, who's Ronnie King? <laughs> Ronnie King is the George Floyd of the 90s. And she's like, are you serious? Yeah, she didn't know. Much. So I myself didn't know much about the Ronnie King case. I just mm-hmm. knew about the, the fires right. and the riots. I was 10 years old. Right. All I knew was half of LA was on fire. Yeah. It looked like hell pretty much. Yeah. And when this thing's going on a few months ago with the LA riots, my, my, sister, my sister-in-law, who's LAPD, we're having a conversation. And my response to her was, but at least there's less fires. And it, it was bad. Yeah. So I had to explain to my wife that, you know, Ronnie King was a, I think he was in his 20s, 25-year-old guy who, yes, he was under the influence. He must have been drunk. Went on a high-speed chase on the 210 freeway. When he was finally pulled over, he was pretty much beat up to a pulp. Yeah. He was he was already surrendering. I showed her the video on YouTube. His, and that's the one thing she noticed. Mm-hmm. Her, his arms were stretched out. Like, okay, okay, like, yeah. arrest me. And the cops were still going at it. Right. And they were hitting them and beating them. There was a guy filming. Back then, there's no cell phones. No. So for this guy to react and get his video camera yeah. right away and filming it from his balcony was like, he changed things. He, you know, that right. was quick action. I think the guy's name is, what was his name? I think it's George Holiday. George George Holiday. Yep, there it is. Think- yeah, he, he, he filmed it and... It was all over the place. But what pissed people off was the fact that when it was time to convict the police officers, it was four of them, they were found not guilty. Yeah. And that's what pissed people off. The first thing that pissed people off is that they moved it to Simi Valley. What? Yeah. It's LA County. Yeah, no. So now Ventura County is doing the... They moved it to Simi Valley, and Simi Valley was a community full of police officers and retired police officers and stuff like that. Ian tossing this in Simi Valley, so I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> so that's, that was the first thing that pissed people off. Also, what um, had people pissed off was a young lady, Natasha, Natasha or Latasha Harlins, was shot and killed inside of a liquor store because she and the, well, the owner. lady, the owner, shot her because... Latasha was asking how much a juice was and the owner just thought she was trying to steal and just grabbed her and instinctively I guess Latasha started punching the store owner and she initially and she finally let her go and then as she's walking away to leave the store the owner of the store pulls out a gun and shoots her and kills her as the child is walking out of the store correct with no merchandise. Nothing. She left it there. Wow. Yeah. So and, that's number two. Yeah. And then in the course of that trial, she's convicted. The judge gives her a 10-year sentence. I forget. Uh, yeah. 10-year suspended sentence, I should say. Um, I forget why. So and meaning she did no time? She did zero time. Wow. The only time she served was the time she spent waiting for her trial. So that's ridiculous. After that, people showed up at the judge's house and were protesting at the judge's house. And so then the George, the I'm sorry, the Ronnie King, not guilty Correct. verdict was the cherry on top. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it, it's it was just a shock to everybody. You lived in the heart of the riots. 
Um, kind of, sort of. At the time, I lived in Hawthorne. Yeah. Which isn't too far from where I grew up in Inglewood and South Central LA and stuff like that. I did have so, a que- I did have a question from one of the listeners. What mm-hmm. did you lose? Uh, fortunately, nothing. <laughs> or unfortunately, nothing. Would have been nice to get a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, they were so heavy, bro. How were yeah, you going to carry bro. it? <laughs> I'd have found a way. <laughs> Comedy to the side. Explain what you witnessed during these uh, since you lived in L.A. Okay, so what happened was my friends and I went out to Ontario to see his sister. And she's married, had two kids at the time. And as we pull up, her husband is sitting outside, leaned up on his car, shaking his head. And we were like, dude, what's, what's up? And what's going on? And disappointment, I'm assuming. Yeah. And in shock. And he was like, they're not guilty. They found the cops not guilty, so... We end up going in the house, we're looking at the news, and we see what's going on, and we see people are going crazy. We see people protesting. So we're there for a couple of hours. So within minutes, people are protesting, I'm yeah, assuming? It was immediate. Like as a soon as switch of a light? Yeah. Wow. So we jump on the freeway. I don't know if I said it, they lived in Ontario. Yes, you did. So we get on the freeway, we're on the 10, we're driving back, and all I can see, is, all we can see is smoke rising up into the sky as you guys are driving home yeah so we look like oh my god what is going on we finally get home and we see some stuff as we're driving on the streets not too much but then once you start watching the news you start to see everything you see store owners with holding their doors open for people to go in and take stuff they're just like all right cool it's cool if you take stuff just don't burn down my building yeah you see there were some owners of a, of a store. I'll never forget seeing this. They were on the roof of their building with guns. Protecting their building. Protecting their buildings. Oh, my God. This was in Koreatown, what's known as Koreatown now. Which is, on I'm going to say, the right-hand side of the 101 if you're going north. Yeah. It's, right? Or south. It's what used to be called Mid- Mid-Wilshire. It's yeah. part of, it's pretty close to downtown. I'm, I'm from Oxnard, born and raised. <laughs> Lived in Oxnard my 36 years. Yeah. All I know is the 101 and the 1. <laughs> so okay, right now so, when you said Ontario, I'm pointing to the back of my head. It's Ontario's this way. See? <laughs> so if you're heading west on the 10, you hit the 110. Yeah. Let's say you get off on 6th Street or better yet, you get off. You get on, if you're on Wilshire and you're just heading west on Wilshire, yeah. like you know Wilshire. Yeah. So if you head west on Wilshire, it'll take you directly into uh, Korea. Koreatown. Okay. Yeah. So, so all that's on already people up on their businesses yeah. with guns. Yes. Wow. Then other places, like I said, opening their doors, like, all right, fine, come in here, take the stuff. Yeah. And some places, they might have burned down their own buildings for the insurance. Insurance. Yeah. And it was just like, all right, there's, I, there's no way I can stop this. Like, I can pull these little bars. They're going to rip them off. They're going to get in here. They're going to take the stuff. Exactly. It was stuff like that. Personally, I never saw anybody get attacked. Thankfully, I didn't. So I was reading that there was about maybe, uh, I'm going to say, 63 people were killed. killed yeah. 2,383 people were injured. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Very. That that was just what you witnessed on your way home. Right. And I believe the riots lasted about, what, six days? Yeah. Up until the Army, National Guard, and right. everyone came to support the LAPD. <laughs> Basically, there was nothing left to loot. <laughs> yeah. So... What what were you doing since once you got home? I mean, because 
you were I'm assuming you were going home. You said yeah. you didn't loot anything. So no. um well I lived with my mother and And you I was were like, how old this time back then? I was twenty one. Twenty one, okay. So I go, I'm going to go out here and see what's going on. Yeah. She was like, no, you're not going anywhere. You stay in your ass in this house and you're watching this TV with the rest of us. <laughs> so, um, and my brother and his girlfriend happened to be at the house and she was like, well, we're not letting you go home either to his girlfriend. Yeah. And she stayed with us for a couple of days and then finally. Did her family, her at, their family at least know where she was at? Yeah. I believe she okay. called her family. She's like, look, I'm over at my boyfriend's house. Da, 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 da. Okay. So we're just watching the news and we're seeing. Like I said, people are going in stores, furniture stores, taking couches and beds. <laughs> You've never seen such unity amongst all ethnicities, all groups. They were looting together. Yeah. It was a unity of looting is what it was. It was just like black people, white people, brown people. Everybody was looting. They were looting from L.A. to Orange County, San Bernardino, Ventura, everywhere they were looting. Right. I remember seeing the news even up in San Francisco. People were looting. That's crazy. Across the country, some places across the country, people were looting, were rioting. It was it was crazy. So, well, no, I I mean, with this this excuse me. with this George Floyd thing, man. I mean, back in the '92, I lived in Oxnard. Right. We didn't see anything boarded up in Oxnard. Right. The Ronnie King thing. I'm driving down in La Puente here to go do my job or whatever, just mm -hmm. driving in town, and everything's boarded up. Yeah. CVS, Norgate, Smart and Final, tire shops. They're getting ready for the protest that's about to happen, right. expecting the worst. Yeah. Luckily, nothing happened yeah. in La Puente. But again, what I said to my sister-in-law was back in 92, there was way more fires. Yeah. Way more fires. Yeah. That was, again, I'm just watching the coverage on TV and I'm watching, I think there was like a radio shack that got bashed into or Circus City that was bashed into and yeah. they took out stuff. And I recall watching it live while it was happening. I think there was this trucker. It was a white trucker. They pulled him out of his truck yeah. and they whooped the heck out of him. Yeah. It wasn't even his fault, but they, just because the color of his skin. Um, they claim he said Rodney King deserved it. it oh, was some okay. story like that. And okay. There's no evidence to prove that he did. And there's no but there's no that he didn't. He didn't. Mm -hmm. So even still, don't pull a dude out of his truck and beat the shit out of him. No, you damn near no. killed the guy. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And one guy even walked up to him with a shotgun and shot him. Are you serious? He's you, not the one of the three. Yeah, there was. Is, he is three dudes who were convicted of almost killing him. Almost killing, him, so he yeah. didn't die. Okay, that's good. Have you ever seen the video of it? I just flashbacks of what I recall, what yeah. I remember watching the news, and I'm sure the news cut that part out. Like yeah. they only showed us what we wanted, what we needed to see. Yeah, you don't want to show that to a bunch of little kids on TV. Um, at the time they did. They did. Yeah. Okay. So again, I was 10 years old, dude. You, my memories. Sense. Yeah, and I've driven by that intersection a ton of times because that's the way I used to have to go to go to work and come home. Yeah. So Florence and Normandy, so you all know, and and if you go by Florence and Normandy now, it looks. Like, nothing ever happened there. Okay. There are other parts of the city where they didn't rebuild whatever business was burned down. To this day? Yeah. We're talking 23 years later? 20, 28, 28 years 28 later. 28 years later. Yeah. My mass off. So it, you can uh, still tell the Rodney King riots were there. Yeah. They burned down this one corner. I think it was a Payless shoe source. They're out of business now. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it, that's what was there. And... They just burned it down and they just never rebuilt there. I think until recently. I think they finally started to build there. And it was like, wow. It's crazy, it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's... 
it's surreal to have to actually live through something like that. To see that, thankfully, we had nothing after the George Floyd thing yeah. is a beautiful thing. And it's a trip because I drive for Uber and I've gone into very suburban neighborhoods. They were boarded up. Really? Yeah. Everybody boarded everything up. And the difference is, like people keep saying, is like it's because of this pandemic that people, more people actually got it, got to see this yeah, and witness it. And then more people, and that consequently more people were pissed. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, well, that's, that's a fucked up, fucked up thing to do to a guy. That's no, I mean, again, whether, whatever Ronnie King did, whatever George Floyd did, no one deserves to die. No, no one deserves to die. No. And well, luckily Ronnie King didn't die. Because of because of that, but he I mean he did pass away years like later. Years late eight years ago, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he drowned in the pool. No one deserves to die. And no. and I get the people get pissed off. But back to the point about like everyone's seeing it nowadays. There's this app there's this page on Facebook, Oxnard News or eight oh five news, because again I'm from Oxnard, I follow mm-hmm. that page. And they're like, We don't remember this place having so much crime and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You don't remember because there wasn't social media back then. Right. I grew up in a town called La Colonia when there, where there was a shooting at the corner every weekend. There was a couple of two or three shootings every weekend. Damn. At the, I think they call it the Bohemia Bar or whatever. It was like a nightclub. Yeah. My mom got her gun, her uh, car stolen at gunpoint when my brother's still in the car oh, on that block. So, Fuck. yeah, no, you didn't notice how much crime was in Oxnard because there wasn't social media back then. Right. And not everybody picked up the paper. Right. Now you see everything on social media and now you're shocked that there's a lot of crime. Dude, back in the day, I couldn't even walk around with a cowboy. The shirt I'm wearing right now, I probably would have got shot at because there's, there's a gang in La Colonia. The first two letters are CO. You block off the W. Colonia boys. Really? So back in the day, you would get threatened if you're wearing a cowboy shirt. And Damn. I was a kid. I'm like, um, who am I representing? My skin is white. <laughs> I'm a cowboy fan because I'm a cowboy fan, not because I am tatted up and am claiming a part of town. I actually got a, a shirt ripped off of me in, in high school. Damn. Because it was cowboys. And I was wearing it on the wrong side of the hood. Wow. Meanwhile, the cowboys had their training camp out in Oxnard. That started in like 2001. But they made a law. They made a law. In Oxnard, that even whoever's wearing a cowboy shirt, if it look, yeah, you look shocked. If they're wearing a cowboy shirt and they look gang affiliated, yeah. they're gonna ask them questions. That, so if I now I can wear my cowboy stuff in Oxnard yeah. and not get questioned, because even the even everyone will get questioned. Yeah. But yeah, back to that man. Yeah, everyone sees it on the on the news. Everyone sees everything on the news and the news. We were watching the news, and my kids were actually. But I made the mistake of watching the riots mm-hmm. with my kids in the same room, because the next morning they, Dad, we had a nightmare because we thought somebody was gonna break in the house. Damn. So I kind of kept the news to myself in the room. Right. I, I get it. They don't. They shouldn't be watching stuff like that. Damn. But your mom, back to the LA, the ninety two. Your mom just made you stay home. Yeah. You couldn't go out. <laughs> no. Your mom's a tough mama. If she can control her 21-year-old. <laughs> oh, bro. I don't want to take a punch from my mother. Even now, she's 70. I'm not taking that punch. There's certain women whose punch I can't. I know I can't take. Yeah. My wife, my mother, and my cousin. That's three of them. <laughs> your, yeah. your cousin's a, a female, right? Yes. <laughs> she's she's like five feet tall, and she's tough as nails. She's as feminine as, feminine as they come. Wow. She can punch like a mule kick. I'm not. I'm afraid of her. Wow. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah, no, there, there's... My wife's the only person I don't want to piss off. Yeah. But she doesn't have to punch me, dude. She just <laughs> gave me the look. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's like, my babe, you're, you're, you have that F you on your face again. I don't want to come near you right now. <laughs> yeah, they do that. <laughs> yeah. They're really good at that. But, so you didn't really get to go out on the streets and stuff like that, but Mm-mm. what did you... I mean, what did you learn from the 92 riots and what can you tell today's kids about that experience? Well, one thing, the main thing I learned is like anger gets you nowhere. Yeah, you're right. Like got me in jail. That was all anger. And it was also like, you can't, you shouldn't do something just because you feel you can. Like, all right, well, they're out here looting and they're taking stuff, so I may as well take stuff too. Yeah. Don't do nothing like that. That's corny. Like I I I like earning my things. I like buying my things legitimately. If somebody wants to come and sell me something off the street, like, nah, I'm cool. I need a warranty. Yeah. I need a receipt. I can take it back if it doesn't work. And I also learned that like like all this protesting, it gets us nowhere. This is like, okay, you're out marching, but that's, the powers that be are just looking at you like, oh, they're out there getting exercise. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to make change in the system, you have to become a part of the system. Yeah. You have to get into the system and make changes and show people, hey, listen, all black people ain't like that. All brown people aren't like that. All white people aren't like that. All gay people aren't like that. And that's what my, my, my brother-in-law came on the podcast, episode 11. Right. He feels that he needs to explain himself and then explain the actions of his of his partners. Right. Because he is an officer. He's an LAPD officer. And he had to be out there trying to control the protesters and make sure nobody yeah. got out of control. He feels like, hey, dude, can you can I come back on the podcast? I just I feel like I need to I need to speak on my behalf. I'm like yeah. to, to and, and this guy, like I said, he, this guy collects Pokemon cards. This guy <laughs> collects Lego sets. I mean, he my kids want a Lego set because he has the same Lego set. He wants a Millennium Falcon. I'm like, that's like 700 bucks. You tripping or the the Death Star? I'm like, you you, you know, kind of cost me a lot of money there. That's a lot of afterpay, right? Or something like that. He, he like again. Anger, it doesn't lead you to anywhere. No. It led me to jail again. Yeah. Learn to just walk away sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like all cops aren't like that. They're not all bad. I've dealt with some bad cops. Like Not that I've gotten the crap beaten out of me, thank God. The worst cop I dealt with was still kind of a cool cop. He kept asking me if I had a gun in my car. Uh, Like, every time, it's no. And it was... It was a new car. I just got in the car and I just got the plates. Yeah. And, you know, when they send you the plates, they send the plates stacked on each other. Yeah. So I thought I had gotten one plate. And you didn't have it on the end. Yeah. And he goes, well, you only have one plate on your car and you don't have the front one. So um, go check with the DMV, see what's what's what. And he let me go without a ticket. Right. And. But he kept on asking you about a gun. Yeah. So, but. I was like, all right, big deal. Um, I kind of yeah. understand that. I just dropped my coworker off at work, and yeah. my coworker lived in 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 kind of a gang infested area. You, sort did, of. So, in a way, did you feel like they were classifying you, or like obviously, did you take offense to it? I mean, the um, way I saw it, I, they're doing their job. Yeah, I, I understand he's doing his job, but after the second time you asked me, dude, I ain't got no gun. Yeah. I guess he was expecting me to say, "Go ahead and search the car." Gotcha. Like, look, man. I, they want I, permission. Yeah, I was tired. I wanted to go home and kick back and watch TV or something. There you go. But he was still cool after all, even after all of that. It's yeah. like, all right, I've asked him three times. All three times he said no. Yeah. He's been really cooperative. He's not giving me any attitude. Because I'm guessing, like, sometimes when he asks people that, they give him attitude. Yeah. 
I was just calm, cool, and collected. Like, no, sir, I don't have a gun. Have a I'm gun. not even registered to have a gun. I haven't bought a gun. I've only shot one on New Year's Eve. That was with blanks. Yeah. And another cop I deal, dealt with was when I lived in Hawthorne. I'm flying home from work, and he pulled me over. He's like, where are you going so fast? I go home. He's like, why are you driving so fast? I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he was like, okay, but just slow down a little bit. Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah. So you learn, don't let your anger control. Yeah, exactly. Like, in all, any situation. Because all of, all of that, half the, you know, 75% of Alley was on fire. For what? The guys were convicted anyways. Yeah. I mean, they, a year later. Yeah, they they were tried, for those that don't know, they were taken by uh, the federal government, charged him with violating Rodney King's civil rights. Okay. So, and they were convicted for that. And I think they had, they served uh, like two years or so or something like that. And then, of course, they would never let him back on the force. And Of course not. That was it. And then I think this L.A. County or L.A. City, the city of L.A. awarded Mr. Ronnie King $3.8 million in damages. That's good for him, you know, sadly that he came across his money that with way. a broken leg and yeah. a messed up face. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that, like I tell Officer Ricky, man, it's like you people can't punish or blame all officers for one bad apple right they don't some cities want to get rid of police and altogether what is that going to do officer ricky said that in the time that people were rioting just the officers distracted with the rioters there was yeah. like 200 plus percent on on murder <laughs> the murder rate went up in those few days damn Imagine if there's no police officers with, with, the, with the purge again. Okay, I understand if you have a, a wholly corrupt police department, okay, yeah. fine, get rid of the cops. Yeah, but when it's one bad apple. Yeah, and, and remember, police have a union, so they're hard to fire. Yeah. And they have to go through a whole bunch of challenges. Anytime anybody has a union, it, it becomes difficult to fire them because the union's going to back them and things like that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to say that I'm like anti-union, I'm pro-union. I was a member of a union yeah. for a little bit, but... It's it's difficult to get rid of bad people when you're when you're supposed to be upholders of the law because people look at police as oh they're the good guys they're protecting us from the crime and all this other stuff and no some of them are gonna be shitty too yeah they're gonna be bad they're gonna be horrible there was one cop I read about that got convicted of rape because he was using this position as a police officer to violate women so like, hopefully this dude doesn't get his pension hopefully he wasn't on long enough to get his pension yeah. And just fuck that dude. Hopefully he get, maybe hopefully he gets raped in prison or oh he will or best case scenario he gets therapy and understands why he did the fucked up shit he did. Yeah. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's good people, bad people. It's just the way it is. It's just a matter of you know thinking positive. Yeah. Going forward. Right. That's what I did. Yes. That's what you're doing. That's what everyone on my podcast has arrived has been doing. Yes. So Eric, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for your time. And thank you for sharing a piece of history. And thank you for writing with me. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. No problem, bud. Thank you for listening to Ride With Me, the Flat Tyranny podcast. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean.